Hello, I'm Hilary Walker, uh, Pastor Derek's wife. Um, just a little recap from when we, we last met together, that I, my father had, um, had died and I had um, an open vision actually, the time when he gave his heart to the Lord, which was two weeks before he died, that um, when he received Jesus as his Lord and managed to get the words out, Jesus be my saviour. Um, then it was like I was, although I was well aware I was sitting with my father, but at the very same time I was actually in heaven and I was um, seeing people laughing and rejoicing at my father's salvation. And he died um, literally a few days after that. And I, no, actually, I'm so sorry, it was two weeks after that. And I, I was distressed when he died. and. I was grieving um, and I, I felt so bad that uh, one evening I decided that I would take all the sleeping pills that he hadn't used um, and I walked out of one room to go uh, up to the bedroom to, to get these pills and literally a force, it had to be the Holy Spirit that just stopped me and said, you are not your own you belong to the, the Lord. You are a temple of the Holy Spirit. And all desire to kill myself left. And to me that proves that many, many times suicide is a spirit. Uh, it is a sin, it's self-murder. And I'm so grateful to the Lord for him, as it were, arresting me in my grief. Um, you know, the difficulties and the sadnesses that we go through, we would never, well, I would never volunteer for them. But when I look back, I'm so grateful that I have gone through them because the number one thing is I drew much closer to the Lord because when everything in the garden was fine, um, I, I really didn't give the Lord too much. Well, I didn't give the Lord any thought I wasn't saved. But we do become hard-hearted, actually, because we're enjoying ourselves. And But when we are utterly dependent on the Lord, it is a very special time, actually. Uh, and we learn to empathize. If we've been through pain, if we've been through grief, so much so that we want to end our own lives, we are so grief-stricken, and the Lord comes through for us, we have that wonderful testimony to encourage other people, to help them, to pray for them. Um, and in our, our last talk together, how a woman who had prayed for me, I understand faithfully over the years, and she did actually die before I was born again, and she never knew in the physical realm that actually her prayers, prayers had saved me literally from hell and damnation. And so do I believe in, in visions? Yes, I do. And they are from the Lord. Um, and so that strong word that I had from the Holy Spirit has actually never, ever left me because the change in me was in a nanosecond. Um, another vision I had, which was 18 years um, no, not quite 18 years after my father died, but she hadn't long died. Um, and I was sitting with Derek and he said to me, are you all right? And I said, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm absolutely not all right. You know, my mom has just died. 
And he just very quietly said, the scripture says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. At that moment, it was like looking at a little television set. And my mum, and she, she died very skinny. She couldn't eat anything or keep it down. She was desperately ill and desperately thin. And she was plump and she was with the Lord Jesus. I, didn't, I couldn't see his face because he's radiating light. And she was cuddled under his arm and she was speaking to me thought to thought. And she was saying to me, darling, I wished I'd come a lot sooner. And then she was gone. And I was filled all the grief um, and the anger and everything else because I'd been called away and I wasn't by her side when she died. It went in a nanosecond and I was filled with joy and peace. It was almost indescribable. And I'm so grateful to the Lord for allowing me to have that open vision. I'm not special. It can happen to to anybody who loves the Lord and you love the Lord. Um, and it's always encouraged me because I had felt that I had let her down dreadfully because I'd allowed myself to be called away. But all that was just completely removed in a second. And then with my brother, I, I shared with you last time that again, I mean, I knew he'd gone to be with the Lord, but again, when you've sat with somebody and they've been in the process of dying, which is painful for them and and for us, but he was, when he appeared to me, I don't say he appeared to me, the Lord gave me a picture of him and he was young. Uh, as, as I told you last time, actually, he, he'd lost a leg, was about to lose another leg, but he had two legs and he was young and he was slim and he was just a little bit cross with me saying, um, stop grieving because I'm happier than I've ever been in my whole life. I am happy. I am healthier and happier than I've ever been. And then he'd gone. And again, the grief just just left. And we know a young boy who um, he came with his mother and his brothers and sisters to our church and his father. But his father, it was so tragic. His father was only in his 50s and he suddenly had a heart attack. Um, the children had gone to school and he just died. I mean, just like that, died. Uh, so when he came home, his beloved father was no longer. He, he was dead. And this child was, was distressed beyond measure um, and, and grieved. And he had a dream. He had this wonderful dream that his father came to him and said to him, you know, I'm well, I'm in heaven and I don't want you to grieve for me. And the Lord is with, with you and he's going to take you safely through your life. And all the grief left that boy and he was able to grow up um, free and happy and trusting in the Lord. You see, God gave these, has given visions and dreams to us to encourage us um, after I'd been born again five years, uh, I received the baptism in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And I'm so grateful for that precious, precious gift of the Holy Spirit, because when we just don't know how to pray, we can ask, we can say, oh, Holy Spirit, please, please take my tongue and just pray the prayers 
that are needed to be prayed. And we can pray them without our minds actually interfering with it. Uh, and it's when we receive that gift of the Holy Spirit, it's, it's like a river of blessing flowing from us, um, out from God into us and out to others because the gifts of the Holy Spirit actually are for the blessing of the church. Yes, we get blessed, but actually they are for others. Um, and they're not to make us look good or be popular or anything like this. And I'd had one or two dreams which the Lord wanted me to share in church from time to time, only as the Holy Spirit wills. And you know that feeling, you know that you know that this is the time that the Lord wants you to share. And one was, um, I was walking through, uh, it was like I, I was the girl. It wasn't me, it was like I was the girl. And I had a disagreement with, the, the girl had had a disagreement with her husband. And she decided that she'd be better off if she left. Um, and so everything seemed fine and she got her case packed and, sh and she left. And in this dream, she then came into a rubbish dump and she couldn't get out of it. And uh, her feet were cut with the broken glass. There was barbed wire and she didn't know how to get out of it. And then she cried out to God. And in the vision, the Lord said, return to your husband. Um, and she did, and God blessed her. And that, that was a dream. And I just shared it in the church. And sometime later, someone came up to me and said, that was me. I had planned, I didn't leave my husband, but I was planning to leave him. I was really angry with him. And I thought that I would be so much better off on my own with my own job and my own home and I wouldn't have to be bothered with a husband. And she said, when you shared that dream, it really was like putting the, the brakes on and making me stop and think what I was really, really doing. And I decided not to leave my husband. The Lord does gives these words so that what is, is hidden can be brought to the light and God can heal and help the person who's going through this. Um, and there was another vision, actually vision. I was, I was sitting in church minding my own business and in my mind's eye, it was in my mind, but it was a vivid picture in my mind. And it was a wedding photograph of a couple on their wedding day. And it was like someone had taken um, a sharp sword and had hacked down between the two and the picture was coming apart and the word was you have had a tremendous row and you are deciding that you've had enough of this marriage both of both of you but God says be reconciled and um, two couples came to me and each one each couple um, on their way to church had had a steaming row and actually it was the wife that had the row with the husbands. I do feel sorry for husbands sometimes because the wife is usually the one that decides to pour out all her emotions. I'm guilty too. Um, and these two ladies, they didn't come together but they came separately and they said, uh, we were seriously considering divorce. We just had enough. But because of the word of the Lord, 
uh, we've decided to to go back and to humble ourselves. Um, and that was two marriages saved, not to mention the children involved. Um, and uh, when I, I was much younger in the Lord, I was in a church service and I had a vision of a of a carpet and I saw a gentleman hiding something under the carpet. It was a sorry, a rug. So I just gave that out in, in the service and the pastor came to me later and he said uh, that this dear lady, she was wanting her husband to be finished with Freemasonry and he promised her he had and that he'd gotten rid of everything. But actually, he um, he was in the service too and he repented and he told his wife and he said, I, I hid my, one of my Masonic books under a rug so that you would think I'd completely finished with it and I hadn't. Um, so they had some counselling from, from the pastor. And then a word of knowledge. This is a tiny piece of God's knowledge um, that we do not know with our own minds. It's totally supernatural by the Holy Spirit. The gifts of the Holy Spirit, um, he works through us and they are totally when he decides on what he wants to do. Um, I had a word of knowledge again. This was when I was younger in the Lord and I felt shy actually about giving it out and I stood up. <laughs> I said, the Lord has shown me um, that there's a lady here in the church um, and she's committing adultery. And I just sat down fast and waited for them to get the stones out of their handbags and stone me to death. But what happened was um, much later on, the pastor came to me and said, actually, and uh, he said, I'm not telling you who they are. And one person was a visitor who'd come from another church and just wandered into the church. Um, and all three women had lovers and they had had um, a lover, one of them for 15 years uh, in her marriage. And of course, it wasn't doing the marriage any good at all. So you see the Holy Spirit, not to shame, not to embarrass, but actually to heal those marriages. Three marriages were healed. The lady who um, wasn't, didn't belong to the church that I belonged to, um, she belonged to another church and she had been going to her vicar and he'd been telling her, you've got to stop this, you've got to stop this. And she took no notice. But when she walked into uh, the church, I was actually speaking at the time when she walked in um, and she said it was a shock of her life. She told her vicar that there was this woman who absolutely didn't know her. She didn't know anybody in the church, this church she didn't know. And there they were saying, you are committing adultery and you need to stop it. And she did. She did. And that marriage was saved. Praise God. Sometimes a word of wisdom actually will come with a word of knowledge. A word of knowledge is the past and the present um, of, of God's knowledge. Um, um, but a word of wisdom is actually in the future. And the, the word of wisdom was, if you don't, if you don't get rid of your lover, you're going to wreck your marriage. I, you know, it's, it's fairly obvious, but it didn't seem obvious to these three ladies. And then a word of knowledge can be um, can be for comfort. 
this was in a church service at Oxford Bible Church. And I felt it so strongly uh, during the praise and worship. Um, and the words came to me, don't cry, little one, don't cry. Your loved one is safe with me. And I thought, I don't know anyone who's bereaved, but I felt I ought to give it. Um, and I just gave it out. Don't cry, little one, don't cry, little one. Your loved one is safe with me. And about a week later, someone in the church had actually brought someone who had never been in the church um, and was going back home, which was miles and miles away. And her father had died and she was so worried, thinking that maybe her father had died and uh, was not saved and had gone to hell. So when I got up and spoke, saying, your loved one is safe with me, don't cry, don't cry. She said, the grief, the anxiety left this girl and she was just full of, of amazement that God would speak to her. So these are for, for the blessing of other people. Um, I was thinking of what Jesus said to Martha. This is in uh, John 11, um, verse 25. Jesus said to Martha, this was when she said, oh, Lord, you know, I, I wished you'd come sooner because, you know, he, he never would have died if you'd come sooner. And there's her brother. And I mean, he's been wrapped in the death clothes. Um, and I mean, he, he's in the tomb uh, and the, the stone has been rolled across. I mean, that guy is dead, dead. Uh, and she is saying kind of, and I, 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 I totally empathize. And Jesus said to her, Martha, Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me shall live, even if he dies. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? And she said, yes. Um, and then he stood and he commanded, Lazarus, come forth. And I, I don't know how God did it, but suddenly um, there was Lazarus, who was bound head and foot uh, in the depths of this tomb, was suddenly from dead lying down to standing right in front of the, the stone. And Jesus said, roll the stone away. And there was Lazarus standing there absolutely bound because Jesus said, loose him and let him go. So he had been lifted by the power of God. Um, his body had begun to absolutely decay because Martha said, Lord, he stinketh by now, meaning, you know, I mean, the smell of decay. And Jesus Christ is the Lord of life. He is the resurrection. The word of God is so powerful. It's living and active and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Um, I had that nightmare of uh, falling down this, this tunnel. I mean, it, it was terrifying. It was pitch black. Uh, and as I said the other week, I was trying to, to stop myself from falling and I was, I was going feet first uh, and I, I, there was nothing to grip onto and I was screaming, screaming, help me, help me, help me, help me. Woke my parents up. And as I said, I landed with a bump in my bed. Um, and my parents were sure that it was a dream and maybe it was a dream, but it was very, 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 very vivid. Um, and I couldn't understand that, that dream, actually. And I just wanted to share with you uh, what I heard um, in a sermon 
um, several years back. And I think it's, it's important for me to, to share this with you because my, my, my wanderings, was it just a dream or did I really experience that? And my answer came many years later. I was listening to a sermon. It was actually um, in Oxford Bible Church. And the person who was speaking, he was actually quoting um, about what happened in the 1800s. Um, the, the, the speaker, the, the vicar, was preaching and he was a man who was filled with the Holy Spirit and he was preaching the gospel. And the Holy Spirit fell upon this congregation who were just like me and my parents, where we wouldn't, where we'd go uh, to church uh, and we would do our duty and we were fine. We were obviously, we're going to heaven because we were Christians. And actually, when the Holy Spirit fell on these people, such conviction came upon the whole church. And this is in the 1800s. They actually felt themselves falling into a terrible pit and they were clinging to the pillars of the church to stop themselves falling to the bottom of this bottomless pit that they could see. Their eyes were wide open. They were experiencing it as though they were falling into the pit of hell. And God the Holy Spirit was showing them that they were not saved. Although they attended church, they had never ever acknowledged Jesus Christ as God and Savior. And I feel that Actually, what I experienced of falling down a pit and trying to get, grab onto something was more than a dream. I believe that I did actually experience what it would be like to go to hell. And this is why we need to pray for the unsaved. Pray in the Spirit. Pray in tongues. And the Holy Spirit will take hold of you together uh, with him and you will pray powerful prayers you may even feel like that you're sobbing inside let it go let the holy spirit take you let pray pray even with tears and sobs and groanings for those who are lost and i remember that i did pray like that for my brother when he was so unsaved uh, and he got born again years years after that prayer but he did get born again and he's the one that was so happy. He knew he was going to heaven and he told his friends when they came to pray for him, don't pray for me, I can't wait to go to heaven. What a change in somebody. And what love, what mercy, what compassion the Lord has to, to save us from our own stupid, silly, wicked ways. I'm not saying you've been stupid or silly, but I was very stupid, very silly um, and I was a sinner because I had rejected the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord and Saviour. I said he was just a good man and we could do the same if we were spiritual enough. I ask you, what a lie. But I had embraced that lie and God saved me from myself. But I am glad that I did get sick because I know me, I know that I know that if I had not been in constant pain, if the meds hadn't been able to do anything for me, if I was in absolute despair, that's the only time, the only time when I would have turned to God. And he was so good and so kind and let me come to that point. But he rescued me, he saved me. He sent a woman who wouldn't go away, who dragged me into a service that I didn't want to go to. I hardly heard the, the sermon because 
the preacher talked about the Lamb's Book of Life, and I thought, well, that's a load of rubbish, never heard that. Um, and I stopped listening to him. Oh, he spoke against spiritism, and um, some of my friends were spiritists, and I thought, well, that's a load of rubbish. But when he gave the, the, the altar call, I knew that I knew that I'd die if I didn't go up and receive Jesus as my Lord and Saviour. And I, I went hoping that nobody would see me that knew me. But they did and they did tell. But the goodness of God, the love of God, it, it, it overwhelms me. His mercy and his kindness. So if you're praying for someone who looks as though they're, they're beyond, beyond salvation, I promise you they're not. If you just keep on praying and lifting them before the Lord. And only Jesus, only Jesus could rescue us from our sins because, you know, the, the sin of rejecting the Lord Jesus Christ, it's a very, very big sin and it will cost, cost you eternal life if you continue to reject him. But if you come to him and say, Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God, I ask you to forgive me my sins. Please come into my heart and be my Lord and Saviour. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Amen. And that's what I prayed. And in an instant, I knew that I knew I was totally different inside. Absolutely. I was no longer afraid of death and I didn't want to die. Um, and literally within Oh, I would say 30 minutes of receiving Jesus when I went up to be prayed for, to be healed. God healed me from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. All the pain, the Spirit of God came upon me and the power of God came right through me and oozed through my body, pushed out all the pain, all the disability, and I was healed from top to toe and actually in love with the Lord Jesus Christ. Nothing is impossible with God. Did you know that the heavens declare the glory of God? And God actually uses the sun, moon and stars as, as his billboard in the sky. He, he does signs and wonders. Uh, and we describe through this book, it's called Signs in the Heavens, all the different miraculous ways God used the signs in the sky to reveal himself from the through the bible and so i believe you'll find great enjoyment in this uh, rich teaching and you can get it also in the a4 version to make it easy to easier to read and uh, you will ex discover some amazing things that you've never seen before thank you for watching join with us at oxford bible church every sunday at 11 a.m greenwich mean time for our live stream service or join us at cheney school Headington, Oxford, OX37QH. You can watch more of our teachings on our Roku channel and Derek Walker's YouTube channel. All Derek Walker's books are available in printed and Kindle versions in all Amazons worldwide or online with other great products, where you can also support our programs at www.oxfordbiblechurch.co.uk or by calling 01865 515 086